Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Hey there, welcome to NBA Today, your new home for the NBA on ESPN. And we will be with you weekdays from 3 to 4 Eastern, live from Los Angeles. And we're one day out from the start of the season. And if it's happening in the NBA, we will have it. Each day, I will be joined by our expert panel of analysts and insiders, including Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, breaking news for us today? Well, again, we've got a lot of news. $105 million extension for Jaron Jackson Jr. in mm. Memphis. What we'll be tracking ahead of the 6 p.m. deadline today, will Phoenix give DeAndre Ayton a max contract? Absolutely interesting stuff. Now, to introduce the rest of our team, we had to bring in a special guest, Lakers public address announcer Lawrence Tanter, who has called nine of LA's 17 championships and is celebrating his 39th season with the franchise. Take it away, Lawrence. Thank you, Malika. Here they are. First, a six-foot-seven analyst from Phoenix, Arizona, and Moon Valley High School. He's a 2016 NBA champion, 2004 Olympic bronze medalist, a budding TikTok star, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. A six-foot-three forward from Tumball, Texas, and Stanford University. She was a number one pick in the 2014 WNBA Draft and Rookie of the Year. A two-time WNBA All-Star, Cheney Ogumake. Born and raised in Connecticut before attending Dartmouth College, host of the widely popular The Low Post Podcast, senior writer Zach Lowe. A six foot ten former McDonald's All-American and 2008 NBA champion, an expert at carrying the hell off, introducing the toughest guy in the room, Kendrick Perkins. The Simmons saga rolls on in Philadelphia. Doc Rivers addresses the media, and Woj has the latest on the Sixers' disgruntled star. And the drama continues to unfold in Brooklyn. How will Kyrie's absence impact the potential for James Harden to become the NBA's first $60 million a year player? Plus, a storm is brewing in the Eastern Conference. Who is the team to beat? Does the buck stop in Milwaukee? NBA Today starts right now. Let's get right to it. It's been 90 days since we last had NBA basketball, guys, but the news hasn't stopped. So, Richard, what's the biggest offseason storyline? Well, I, I think it's got to be Kyrie Irving, mm. mainly because, you know, they are the favorite team to win a championship. They finally have everybody back and healthy, and then obviously the COVID-19, the vaccine protocols, which is an NBA, th or which is a New York City thing, it's not an NBA thing. So that has actually turned into something bigger than basketball. So I think that is the biggest question that's leading into this season, what's going to happen there. Absolutely, and that still has yet to play out just a little bit more. So if that is true, then Zach, what is the most impactful acquisition this summer? You could go Kevin Durant's extension. You could go Zion acquiring a broken foot. But it has to be Russell Westbrook. The Lakers had a choice. Buddy Heald, 
KCP, Dennis Schroeder, some other holdover guys, or all in on Russ, a point guard who loves to shoot and doesn't do it very well. The biggest variable in the league is how he fits with LeBron James, and the biggest variable below that is what is he doing when LeBron James has the ball, and what is the defense doing vis-a-vis -vis Russell Westbrook. That's the biggest question in the NBA. So we've heard about Kyrie Irving. We have heard about Russell Westbrook. Big Perk, what is the biggest question mark for you heading into this NBA season? Oh, it's Ben Simmons in, Philly, in the Philadelphia 76ers. What are they going to do with him? We all know that he's in his feelings. We know that he wants out. But guess what? <laughs> Teams have been trying to trade and, and offering a box of Clorox wipes, uh, Lysol, and Fabuloso for the mess he cleaned up. So if I'm Rich Paul, I'm telling Ben Simmons, hey man, you gotta play. Help me help you. Go out there and perform well so that I could get you out of Philly. Well, speaking of, Ben Simmons practiced with the Sixers today, and afterwards, Doc Rivers had this to say. Yeah, he played more, for sure, uh, today, and, uh, you know, we're just going to keep, we're just going to take our time and keep doing it. How about the chemistry? I didn't see you rocking it to me, but I know it's important. Yeah, it'll, it'll grow. It'll come back. I'm not that concerned right now with it. Um, they're, they're, they're interchanging. It's coming, and it just takes time, you know? So, uh, chemistry's huge, and I think overall our chemistry is phenomenal right now. Um, and we want to keep it growing. The Sixers open the season Wednesday in New Orleans before a showdown with the East favorite Nets on Friday on ESPN. And just four of their first ten are against teams that made the playoffs last season, so Philly could have a chance to get off to a hot start here. And for more on this, now we bring in Adrian Wojnarowski, our insider. Ben Simmons, he returned to Philly about a week ago, and he rejoined the team on the court over the weekend. But Woj, what does that participation really mean? Malika, his participation physically has been incremental. He went from not really doing much the first few days besides take a COVID test to starting to shoot, to starting to get on the floor with his team. But the mental engagement is something that still is coming along. How invested is Ben Simmons going to be in this Sixer season and team? And is he ready to start playing in games? And that's the decision now that's going to have to be made between he and Doc Rivers over the next few days. When does he debut this season and does he debut? So just because he's there doesn't mean it's necessarily all smooth sailing. But at the top of the show, you teased, you talked about DeAndre Ayton. So what's the deal with his contract extension in Phoenix? Well, look, this is a significant development. I'm told that the DeAndre Ayton extension talks have ended wow. without a deal ahead of the 6 p.m. deadline tonight. Now, this is the number one overall pick from the 2018 draft. And it is shocking to I think a lot of people around the league that Phoenix did not offer him a max contract. DeAndre Ayton was not accepting less than that. You saw several players in his draft class get those max deals. And now Robert Sarver, their owner in Phoenix, who has a history of really withholding financial commitment, you know, to try to keep a contender together. He's faced now with a very unhappy DeAndre Ayton. And then next summer, the possibility of Restricted free agency for DeAndre Ayton when you're going to see teams maneuver, perhaps at a chance to sign him to an offer sheet, sign him to uh, an early exit in his contract that even if Phoenix matches, they might lose him a year early. He could also sign the qualifying offer, Malika, play out, and then become an unrestricted free agent the following year. I think this decision in Phoenix by Robert Sarver could have real dire consequences as they try to keep this Western Conference champion together and, and trying to get back there again, not this year, but in the future. So what are you hearing now about DeAndre Ayton's mindset? He's very unhappy. Listen, he saw 
his peers who got max deals and looked at what he's done so far, you know, how much he's sacrificed. I think offensively, with the arrival of Chris Paul, with the emergence of Devin Booker, that this was a player who, you know, really bought in with Monty Williams. They've had a great relationship. Uh, he's gotten the best of them. And this is a team, certainly unlike anybody else in his class, uh, that 2018 draft class, he's won. He's gone to the NBA Finals and played a significant role on it. This is going to be really interesting in Phoenix now this season. DeAndre Ayton is not happy, and he's going to have some options after the season about how to proceed with his future, whether it's in Phoenix or somewhere else. Absolutely. And DeAndre Ayton, he's always been very impressive, very mature in how he sort of looks at these things. So it's going to be interesting, Woj, to see this play out. Please don't go anywhere. We know there's going to be more news to break here. But we really need to talk about this a little bit more. We have so many experts here to break this down. Again, that is DeAndre Ayton not agreeing to terms for a contract extension in this moment. So, Richard. What is your reaction to that? Well, I, I just, I wonder how much Sarver cares. You look at his history over the past, you know, since he took over, you know, as ownership, he has been very hesitant to spend money. And then when you have the number one pick, when they take you to the NBA Finals and you don't reward that player, mm -hmm. that's the player that you don't want to reward, to me, you know, yes, it could be tense. He could be, you know, DeAndre Ayton could be frustrated with this, but I don't know how much Sarver cares. He looks at this purely as just business. Zach Lowe, how do you read this? Look, I, I thought all along cooler heads would prevail. A max deal would get done for all the reasons RJ just said. Mikhail Bridges, four years, 90. I thought maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's a sign that there, there'll be a little thawing and there just never has been. And according to Woods, never was. And to me, the worry now for the Suns is not losing DeAndre yeah. and He's not going to sign a one-year deal. He's not going to go anywhere. The worry is years. Because now you've opened up the Pandora's box where some team can say, here's a three-year offer sheet. And you have to match that. That's the mid And then you get you get lose him for right. years four and five. You lose the longevity. That's the worry now. You've opened up a Pandora's box. You can't shut it. Well, my thing is, is when you're trying to compete for a title and win the championship, you need everybody in the locker room with a clear head and be everybody to be focused. And when you have a young player like DeAndre Ayton who outplayed Jokic in the Western Conference Finals last year to help them get to the finals, and then he watching everybody get paid. You see Chris Paul talking in a post-game interview in the playoffs last year saying, pay DeAndre Ayton. And look, this man has done more than, he was, than we expected last year. He bought the tenacity. He anchored the defense. Now, yes, he went up against Giannis and I got his name right on the first try. Hey! But, yeah, yeah, but, but, but the man deserves his dollars, man. If you're going to pay Bridges, you got to pay DeAndre Ayton. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, what, can I just say one more thing? Go ahead, If Richard. you're not going to pay me, don't come in there and smile at me. Don't come in there. And that's where the tense gets. If you're gonna if you're gonna not pay me what I believe that I've earned, then you're gonna come and smile, hey, oh, come man, do this stuff. Then it gets a little stop. Stop. And by the way, props to Aiden and his agent for saying it's max or nothing. We're not going down from that. They held strong. Yeah. But Malika, Zach, Richard give fake smiles all the time. All the time. No. Every time I see you. <laughs> Good. Good Lord. Coming up, we have a question. Who is going to dominate the East? Our analysts break down where the Sixers land in the Eastern Conference hierarchy without Ben Simmons. Plus, the Nets drama continues. Kyrie is out of the mix, and James Harden has until 11.59 p.m. Eastern tonight to sign his contract extension. What will Harden decide to do with the deadline? And we have a new WNBA champion. We'll break down the Chicago Sky's win with our resident WNBA All-Star, Chanea Gumake. Keep it locked. Now let's talk about the play of the week. 
the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Zach Lowe, you penned an article breaking down your five most intriguing players this season. Darius Garling, Chuma Okiki, and you're going to have to correct me on that. OG Ananobi, Robert Williams the third, and Taylor Horton Tucker. So, Chanae. Who are you adding to that list and who are you drop? As a Nigerian, Chuma Okeke. Okay, Chuma, we have a hey. little um, I'm going to add Jalen Green. I mean, obviously, Houston. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm very biased. But I think a lot of people are going to be extremely excited to see what he's able to do. It's been a rough couple seasons for the Rockets, and I think he's got everything you need on the court. He can, you know, score at three levels. And then off the court, I mean, he's going to give you a little razzle-dazzle as well. So like Jalen Green did. is my guy. Exactly. Well, uh, okay, so I was going to pick, like, one person. But I want to say the Chicago Bulls. I think the Chicago Bulls has so late. Why? Hear me out. I want to <laughs> say DeMar DeRozan, how much does he have left? Yes, we picked a bunch of young players, but I want to talk a little bit about veterans. Lonzo Ball, I want to see what he's going to do, and I want to see the jump that Zach Levine is going to make. Can he go from all-star to an actual bona fide superstar? So I think those three players, to me, all together on the same team are the most intriguing. Okay, you can't pick a team. You just can't. <laughs> I just Even though it. they are intriguing, I, but I will I say, Lonzo was on my list. Lonzo was a late cut. Lonzo's super exciting this year. What can you do? Yeah. I want to, I want to see what the Chicago Bulls can do. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. Stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You heard him. It is NBA Today. Welcome back. Back here with senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski. So, Woj, you just broke some news. What's the latest on Malcolm Brogdon? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Malika, he's agreed to a two-year, $45 million extension off of his current deal. So now that ties him to Indiana for four years, almost $90 million. He's an important part for Rick Carlisle. He starts out in Indiana. His leadership has been a big part of trying to get this locker room back together, get this Indiana team back in the playoffs. Absolutely. So it's a big day for extensions around the league. What's going down? What are you hearing? Well, Jaron Jackson Jr. in Memphis, four years, $105 million, one of the cornerstone players with John Morant to that great young core with the Grizzlies. You know, we know we had Mikel Bridges yesterday, $90 million done in Phoenix. They're still talking to Landry Shamit in Phoenix about a rookie extension. And as we reported earlier, the DeAndre Ayton talks have ended. 
still talking about Landry Shamit, still seeing how that is going to shake out. Appreciate you, Woj. More from you shortly. But first, we need to talk about the WNBA Finals, where the Chicago Sky captured their first WNBA championship. They took out the Phoenix Mercury. So let's get to the highlights. The Sky trailed the Mercury by double digits in the fourth quarter, but they had a comeback for the ages. Stephanie Dolson swings it to Allie Quigley. Quigley knocks down the three. Quigley had 26 points, less than three minutes to go. The Sky down by five. Candace Parker finds a cut in Kalia Copper. Copper finishes three-point game. Next Sky possession, Courtney Vandersloot fires a pass to Parker. Parker drills a three. Tie game at 72 and 130 left, still tied. Dolson cuts to the basket. Dolson scores at the rim. Sky take a two-point lead. Chance Rapper, look at him. He's loving it. So we have 30 seconds left. Sky still leading by two. Vandersloot gets in the lane. Vandersloot stops. Bang, bang, hits the fadeaway jumper. Vandersloot, 10 points, 15 assists, nine rebounds. Lead back up to four. Parker, look at her. She can feel the sky. They're getting close. Candace. Boom. That's it. That'll do it. Candace goes to hug her family courtside. Parker and her teammates getting a little emotional after the game. Big to do something in this space when, and I'm just going to keep it real, I've always had to prove my intelligence. Always. But the hard work gets your intelligence in the room. So once you work hard, people start to listen to you. And um, I understand that. And I, I've understood that uh, from an early age um, that, you know, I have to be different or not just different, just be visible and represent good visibility instead of um, the visibility that they try to put on us. What a series it was for the Sky, who became the first team in WNBA history to win the title without winning regular, without a winning regular season record. That's after Chicago became the first team to overcome a double-digit fourth-quarter deficit in the finals in that game for clincher. Chinet, what you got? All right, so the Chicago Sky won a WNBA championship behind, I mean, Candace Parker. Let's give her her flowers. Yeah, but yes, also there was yes. a record-breaking performance by the point guard, Courtney Vandersloot, and she had 50 assists through four games in the WNBA Finals. Ooh, how do you do that when you're 5'8"? And I don't know, I, I play against her. She's five, six, five, seven. <laughs> I'm going to show you exactly. It was 90 seconds left, and this was the assist that really mattered the most. So who wants to be Candace Parker? Who wants to be Stephanie Dolson? Big Mama Steph. Oh, Big Mama yeah, Steph, yeah, come to me. Candace Parker. Candace Parker. Parker on the wing. So if you're 5'8 well, and you're slicing and dicing, oh, you're Candace Parker. Yes. Okay. All right, bunnies. If you're 5'8 <laughs> and you're a point, you're a point guard and you're slicing and dicing, how do you get the freedom to find the open man? Well, yeah. all right, you're my screener, Big Mama Steph. Yeah. Everyone thinks. You know, you react off of the first screen, right? Mm -hmm. Bait, gotcha. You know the twist re-screen? Yeah, yeah. Hit you with another. What happens when you twist re-screen? Ooh, you got the roll. You got the roll. So guess what? The help in. Candace Parker, wide open, shoots. We should not have shoot. Oh, oh. Don't, don't you dare. Oh, come on. Stop. Give me that pop. Oh. <laughs> God. So you bait in the defense. I was just saying, I didn't want to split my It's suit. all right. We'll, all right we have a lot of shots all coming. Right. You bait in the defense, <laughs> and that's how Candace Parker was able to hit that dagger shot with 90 seconds left. And guess what? Sky won it. It's so. harder than it looks. Like, look, show them first. <laughs> we'll get our reps up in the break. We'll get our reps from the break. Buckets today. Coming up on NBA Today, hop on the Nets roller coaster with us. Beyond the twist in terms of Kyrie's absence, the deadline for James Harden's contract extension is 11.59 p.m. tonight. Will Harden become the NBA's first $60 million man? 
Yeah, I just try to find ways to impact the game and not just scoring the basketball. He is made a living off of this. If y'all can't respect the name, y'all gon' respect the cash. Hey. You can put me in any situation and I'll be great. So by 11.59 p.m. Eastern tonight, James Harden can elect to pick up his $47.4 million player option and then tack on a three-year, $161 million extension on top of that. Or he can let that deadline pass and next offseason could secure a $270 million bag with the net. So I sat down with Harden to get some insight into how he's approaching this contract decision. No, I think I course of my career I've never been a free agent before so I've always just been you know loyal and just signing you know contract extension and just being there being there being there I just want to take my time with it it's gonna be very very difficult <laughs> to to uh to leave here or even to leave Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving yeah. you know but uh, I think this season I just want to focus on winning the championship and uh, everything else will work itself out so for more on this, we welcome back senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. And Woj, this deadline is coming fast. What have you heard that James Harden may decide? Hey Malika, all indications are that James Harden is going to let this deadline pass and address his contract extension in Brooklyn next offseason, where, as you said, he can make a lot more money. Brooklyn is confident that James Harden wants to be there long term. And the fact that Kevin Durant signed his extension in this offseason, that's a pretty good indicator that he knows James Harden is confident in his future in Brooklyn. Thanks so much, Woj. Don't go anywhere. We may have more news coming up, but I, I want to stick with James Harden here because there is so much that we need to get into. And this is really interesting because Kyrie Irving isn't with the team and Harden is at the core of what Brooklyn is trying to do, and that's win a championship. So now I want to welcome in our front office insider, Bobby Mark, so we can further dissect what's at stake here for Harden. So Bobby, does it financially make sense for Harden to sign right now? Oh, Malika, it makes a lot of sense to play out this season here because Harden will attempt to do something that nobody has ever done before. Become the first $60 million player in NBA history. Wow. If he plays out this season. He opts into his $47.4 million contract for next season. And then he'll be allowed to sign a $223 million extension. Malika, the last year of that contract, $62 million. That is a lot of money for the former MVP. That is a ton of money. Bobby, thank you so much for breaking those numbers down for us because they do get a little complicated. So if Harden doesn't sign by 11.59 p.m. Eastern, that doesn't close the door on his staying in Brooklyn. In fact, the Nets are the only team that can offer him $270 million over the next five years. So let's talk about how this affects the Nets with Richard Jefferson, Zach Lowe, Kendrick Perkins. Richard, I'll start with you. Let's go on the court. Harden, no Kyrie, at least to start the season. So how do you see that, the necessity coming in there? Well, I, I think this was so crazy about Kyrie Irving, who was a third-team All-NBA uh, all player. He's the third-best player on that team. And, you know, arguably the third-most important player. And that's no disrespect to Kyrie. It's just you have all-world in Kevin Durant. And then you have James Harden, who has proven he can go 30 and 12 at any point in time, get everyone else involved. That's part of the re reason why Kyrie gave up that responsibility, because James Harden is one of the best, if not the best in the world, at scoring and assisting. Well, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm a little bit, I'm a little scared because they had a plan in place coming into this season. Kevin Durant was supposed to sign first, which he did. 
Next was supposed to be Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden. All was supposed to be signed before training camp, and then all this came about with the vaccination for us with Kyrie Irving. And now James Harden is telling the world he wanted to experience, or he told you, Malika, that he wanted to experience a free agency for the first time. So if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I got to be worried just a little bit because, look, let's not forget, James Harden has made a ton of money. He's making a ton of money off the court yeah. as well, and he wants to win a championship. And look, there are more is over there lurking, I'm telling y'all right now. <laughs> well, he did say at the end, though, he said winning cures everything to me. Right. So I took that in, in our discussion as more of a, hey, I don't just want to sign right away, but that doesn't necessarily close the door. So, Zach, w would you be scared if you were the Nets? Yeah, are you saying it's scary hours time for Brooklyn? No. Oh, Leave. No, Zach, and thank you, Zach. He dropped the ball. He get rid of it. He get rid of it. The Nets can still win the championship without Kyrie Irving. If they get zero from Kyrie Irving, they can still win the championship. They are co-favorites right now with the Milwaukee Bucks to me. But they have James Harden and Kevin Durant. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Let me say those names again. James Harden and Kevin Durant, who we all just agreed two months ago, has become the undisputed number one player in the NBA. Richard, come on. Why do you think that's crazy? On, you don't think they can win the championship? Why are you yelling at me? He's the one that disagreed with you. What I'm trying to say is that he is wrong. He's saying that that all of a sudden they had a, a, a three-person like plan of KD, of James Harden, and, and uh, Kyrie Irving. Well, it just showed that financially it makes more sense for James Harden to wait at the end of the season. So if I'm James Harden, I don't give a damn what your plan is. I'm not signing a contract on no bones day. That's what I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. So we've talked a whole lot about Kevin Durant. Woj mentioned, you know, having Kevin Durant locked up should give us some sort of, should give the Nets some sort of confidence, right, that they're going to be able to move forward. But Perk, you played with Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City coming into the season telling me he had unfinished business. That's what he was saying. So when Durant goes into that mindset... I got unfinished business. Mm -hmm. What does that look like behind the scenes? Uh, uh, MVP. And look, I, I went, I picked Joel and B, but with Kyrie Irving being out, I'm going with Kevin Durant. I watched Kevin Durant and played with him his MVP season when Russell Westbrook was injured and he went out. Kevin Durant is willing to take his game and capable of taking his game to another level. We saw that last year. He's just that special. So KD is going to rock with James. They have a chemistry. You know James Harden is going to move to the point guard. KD might lead the league in scoring. And remember, there was a time, like the first 20 games with James Harden in Brooklyn before he was injured, right? people were saying, wait a second, and is it possible he might win MVP after right. sandbagging it for the Houston Rockets? He's going to be incredible. He's going to he's gonna find the right balance. Like he was overpassing a little bit when he first got there. He was a little deferential, like I want to get everyone involved. Then he found his sweet spot. I think he's going to be the best version of James Harden in the right sweet spot for him. I think he's going to have a monster season. I saw Perk talking and then I saw Richard's eyes getting big. Well, so anytime, get no, no, here. no, anytime he says anything. But no, but, but to his point. Kevin Durant is one of those individuals, and we saw it in the postseason now. We saw that he was playing 45 minutes, 50 minutes in the postseason. That's not what you want. And so, I still same, same as LeBron James, he might not be able to play enough minutes and enough games to win an MVP because you want to conserve him. I think that Kevin Durant, especially with James Harden and the injury history that they've had in their organization, you might not want to play him that much and push him that hard. You're trying to win a championship, not MVPs. Guys. What? Guys. We got to talk a little bit about Kyrie because while we're talking about the uh -oh. Nets, here's a video of Kyrie Irving playing a game of pickup football at oh, a high school in sure. New Jersey oh, yesterday, well, according obviously. to TMZ, TMZ Sports. Obviously. Perk, what do you make of Kyrie's, uh, I guess, football moves? 
Uh, uh, nothing. I mean, look, this is Kyrie being Kyrie, right? Unvaccinated, without a mask, out here playing football, just doing things Kyrie Irving way. And and here's the thing, right? If I'm James Harden and I'm Kevin Durant, I'm pissed because Kyrie Irving only worries about worry about what helps Kyrie or benefit Kyrie Irving. Sure. So, hey, what else? Okay, so this is that's a little bit silly, right? That video of Kyrie Irving playing football, but. We do, it does bring back, at least for me, a little bit when the game was being played last season and he was on a Zoom. Not because that Zoom was for a bad cause, but because that that's where he was. So for you, Zach, how, how do you think about this sort of, of video, this sort of activity right now? Well, he also I, got on his IG Live at yes, crunch time with the WNBA Finals. A tackle or touch? I think that's an important question. I need to know a tackle or a touch. Look, this is... The, the Nets, they were optimistic all along that he would get vaccinated. He hasn't got vaccinated. It's still going on. It's still going on. And you talk to anyone in that organization, you can hear the frustration. Now, they're not hiding it. And I don't think stuff like this is going to help. I don't know what the future holds for this relationship between player and team anymore. Can I, play, can I play devil's advocate? Look, he's just staying in shape. He's training. He's running. He's keeping his conditioning <laughs> he up. He did say he did want to keep that. He said well, he's yes. going to continue to train because eventually he's hoping that something one way or another will give and he will be able to. Now, that part I question. Like, what in? Like what is going That's to just give? That is, said, the, that is the number one question. What is going to give? Is the city going to change the mandate? Is the team going to allow him to practice and play in? half the games. I don't think I see any scenario where those two scenarios changes. So the only thing that can change is whether or not he chooses to take the vaccine. So he hopefully he stays in condition. I think Kyrie will stay professional and will stay in conditioning, maybe not playing tackle football, but ultimately that that's just is what it is. Kyrie's just going to be doing things, just trying to stay in shape. Right, but for now, it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a waiting game. We've talked a lot about the East, so let's talk about the West. The Lakers and the Warriors tip off the season tomorrow night. Next up on NBA Today, we will tell you the biggest question mark for L.A. this season. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 52 years ago today, we had a big debut in Milwaukee. The Detroit Pistons against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the debut of Lou Alcindor. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jerry Gross, and welcome to the Lou Alcindor NBA debut. This is a big day. I think he's going to be one of the real, real greats of all time. I think Lou Alcindor will be a combination of Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. In my opinion, Lou Alcindor is a top-flight top NBA center right now. I'd hate to see him get much better, frankly. Working one-on-one -on -one against Bellamy. His first shot. Al Sundar on his first attempt from the field. Tight. The pass to Al Sundar. And what a difference one player makes. The shot is blocked by Al Sundar at the buzzer. What a job he did. The final score 119 Milwaukee, 110 for Detroit. It's kind of hard to say. You know, I'm. 
really caught up in the midst of it. I, I want to make the best contribution to the team, and I, I made quite a few mistakes. So I'm worried about it, but uh, you know, it's something I have to overcome. I hate losing. It's gonna hurt. It's not gonna be easy. You're gonna get knocked down, eliminated, humiliated. MJ went through that, LeBron went through that. All those things is part of being great. You cannot keep me The Greek Greek is a Greek NBA champion. I could go to a super team, but this is the hard way to do it, and we did it. We did it. For so long, the Eastern Conference was considered the little brother of the league, but not anymore. From the champs to the surprise risers, this is going to be fun. The competitive balance in the NBA has, well, balanced itself out with three of the last six NBA title winners coming from the Eastern Conference, including this year's defending champions. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Cream City rose to the top thanks to its trio of Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and that 50-piece from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Can I have a 50-piece? Not 51, not 49, 50. But if you're talking big threes, you've got to look to Brooklyn, which could wind up being more of a dynamic duo. Kevin Durant and James Harden are back with losses to avenge. But getting a handle on Kyrie Irving's future with the team is tricky and depends on whether or not he will take the shot. Down a star is a place Brooklyn has been before after injuries piled up last season. But with an arsenal of veterans on the roster, the Nets are still a formidable force. Moving on from the clear-cut favorites, there are a handful of other contenders in the conference, but some come with a caveat. Is there a crack in the foundation in the home of the Liberty Bell? Ben Simmons is back after a brief holdout, but that saga appears far from over. Can Philadelphia contend anyway with Joel Embiid trolling the competition and controlling the franchise? That man again, Trey Young. The most surprising team in the East was the Hawks last season, led by the sharpshooter known as Ice Trey. Flipping the thermostat down in South Beach, the Heat have added fuel to the fire with Kyle Lowry and will surely have something to say. After generating buzz with his Rookie of the Year run, LaMelo and Charlotte will look to take the next step. And on the other side of the ball, will Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan bring the winds of change that Chicago needs? Brad Stevens has moved on from the sidelines to the front office in Boston. Now, new head coach Ime Udoka will look to push Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Celtics farther than the group has ever gone. And will the Knicks make a deeper run in the playoffs, or will they be spiked in the first round again? In a conference this stacked, there'll be a team that inevitably exceeds expectations, as well as one that will fall flat. So keep an eye on the East. There's a showcase in store for all of us. There sure is. The East is on the rise, but the Nets are still the strong favorites to win the conference at plus 105, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Next are the reigning champion Bucks at plus 350, followed by the Sixers at plus 850, despite the uncertainty of the Ben Simmons situation. Here's Richard with more on Simmons' importance. Now look, without Simmons, you know, look, you're, the reality is you're missing a great player. 
one of the best players, one of the most versatile defenders in the league. On the offensive end, you're missing a 6'10 point guard. So, Chene, let's focus on what Simmons does well. You know, it's so easy to shade Ben Simmons based on how the playoffs went last year, but he still has real value. Mm -hmm. That's with defense, and that's also with distribution. But let's start with the defense. You ready, Richard? Let's go. Let's go. All right, defensively, he finished second in Defensive Player of the Year voting, and this is a reason why. Like you said, six. did you say 6'10"? It's 6'11 in the oh, back. My fault. My fault. Deflections. He's top five in the NBA in deflections. And what I love here is he's he's always present in the defensive play. This is a closeout. Athletic stays within the play. Doesn't foul. And this is what gets him going. So defense is his bread and butter. Now I love this. He's switchable. He can guard anyone. But you know they always say play the ball, not the player. And he played the ball. Got the interception, baby. <laughs> and they're off and running. So defense is his bread and butter. But then let's talk a little bit about his distribution because right there, that's exactly what Philly does. They want to get easy fast break points. So Ben Simmons, he still has real value, even though I know it's kind of a little bit of like a Cold War metaphorically over there in Philly. Yeah, okay. Now look, if there is no Ben Simmons for the foreseeable future, let's take a look at how they should probably play given the talent that they have. That means that you have a big fella. That means the big fella, the guy that was second in the MVP voting mm. behind Jokic. Ooh. Look, he takes his time. He should touch the ball every single yes. time. And look, when you don't have Ben Simmons, that means, and Ben Simmons led the NBA in uh, fast break assists the last two years. So you have to play a slower, deliberate game. What does a slow, deliberate game look like? I'll show it to you. <laughs> That's the big fundamental. Look, you get him the ball. Okay. You know you're not going to double team him. And no. this, is a, this is against Shaq. And he's all he's doing is taking his time. That's what you should do. You should use the same San Antonio system. Look, give him the ball. Uh -huh. Take your time. Right, create, you, look, space. create space. And then if they come down and double, Joel Embiid can do exactly. And look at the score. 52 to 50 in the oh, middle yeah. of the third. That's, That's what now. you have to do if you don't have Ben Simmons and you only have Joel Embiid as your primary superstar. You have to play a slow down, more deliberate game. Let's go, teammate. Let's go. Let's go. Good job out there, girl. Good job out there. So. Y'all made Lisa. that look good. You made that look good. Looking ahead to tomorrow, the Warriors and the Lakers open with the latest showdown between Steph and LeBron. James has a 9-7 head-to-head advantage in the regular season, but Curry's squad won three of their four finals series. The Lakers enter the season as the West favorites per Caesars with a squad that combined for a 57 all-star selections, the most going into a season in NBA history. Per Elias, the Warriors have the second shortest odds to win the West and the fourth shortest to win the title. And no other team to miss the playoffs last season ranks higher than 14th in the title odds. So, the Warriors, they had some of what of a down year last year because of injuries, but coming into this upcoming season, they had retooled their bench and expect to get Klay Thompson back at some point from injury, some point probably in the middle of the season, they're saying. So, Perk, what do you feel like the ceiling is for the Warriors this year? The ceiling is the finals. It's not uh, the floor? The roof? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah, right. The ceiling <laughs> is the finals. And when you when you watch the way that the Warriors have played, even in the preseason, right, I'm a guy that you try to establish your identity from the jump. Being on the championship team, you don't take preseason for granted. And the way that Steph Curry was attacking preseason, the way that we saw Jordan Poole getting better, right? And then when you look at the others, they're playing well. They're cutting without the ball. Andre Iguodala is back at home again. And then they're always going to play defense, led by their anchor and Draymond Green. And now when you get Klay Thompson back, a guy that's shooting from the parking lot, look at Steph giving the wiggle. I'm just saying, I got the 
the, the ceiling for the Warriors is going to the finals. Before Zach goes, can you can you give a wiggle? Can we? Yeah, I do. Antoine Walker would not be would not be, <laughs> would not be proud. Uh, of I feel sorry for his loss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always feel good when I agree with with Perk. Yeah. I'm higher Richard on the Warriors it. than usual than, than most people. I think I think finals is absolutely their ceiling. Interesting. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with Clay, right? Like we're kind of assuming an optimistic prognosis for Clay's missed two years with two devastating injuries. But I think last year, look, a couple of things. Plus 10 per 100 possessions with Steph and Draymond on the floor and no Wiseman. When they played Warriors basketball, they were really, really good. Guess what? They're just playing Warriors basketball this year. There's no let's feed all these young guys all infinite minutes to develop. Then they're trying to win. They found more guys who can play Warriors basketball. And if Clay comes back and he's, I don't know, 80, 85% of the Clay we remember, I think this team is really, really dangerous if they can just hold the fort until then. Do you get the sense that they view themselves as the hunters or the hunted? I think they always view themselves as the, whatever the top is. I don't think I don't think Steph and Draymond have ever stopped conceiving of the Warriors as the hunted. I guess as 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 a team that can absolutely beat anybody on any given night as long as they're healthy. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Richard's cell phone's ringing. Should we should we answer? No, but it's <laughs> just kidding. All right, Zach. Let's move into the Lakers. The Lakers are the betting favorites in the West and have made some big acquisitions in the offseason and health has been a concern for the Lakers stars. Zach, what concerns you most about the Lakers heading into this season? Honestly, it's the dumbest answer, but the fact that LeBron is second all-time in minutes played in NBA history and two of his last three seasons have, have been derailed by injury. Now you can say they were fluky, fluky injuries. Solomon Hill dove into his leg and all that. I just, look, we can yell and scream and we will yell and scream about how does Russ fit? Do they have enough two-way wings? How much center is Anthony Davis going to play? Those are all real questions. The answer to all of those questions is if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy at the end, those questions mean less and less and less because those two guys are that good. And if they're not healthy at the end, it doesn't really matter. So that, to me, it's that he's getting to a point. Yes, he's an Iron Man. Yes, he spends a million bucks on his body. He's getting to a point where almost no basketball player has reached in terms of total minutes played. Now, a lot of them have been high-stress playoff minutes. Well, I'm a, I'm, my concerning point is the Lakers listening to the outside noise. And that's too many people saying that Anthony Davis should play the center position. I know it provides spacing on the offensive end, but the Lakers going to have to hang their hats on the defensive end. And when they're at their best on the defensive end is when they have Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis at the forward position. So I think, you know, not getting caught up in the hype and Frank Vogel doing what he do best, and that's coach. When you look at uh, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis when they were together two years ago, they were one of the best defensive tandems in the NBA. So when I look at this Lakers team, you can't cater to, uh, to Carmelo. I watched him in the preseason. People were actually picking on him. They were running pick and rolls to get the switch, and he can't guard a Paul Carstill to this day. Did you see that? Well, people have been picking on Carmelo Anthony for the last five or six years defensively. But the bottom line is for two things, though. Number one, their defense with AD at center has been really, really good during this run. But they had better perimeter defenders around them than they have now. My question to you would be, I get what you're saying about the defense with Dwight and AD and all that. They have a new point guard now who no one is going to defend when he doesn't have the ball. How does Russ, the introduction of Russ and the spacing, does that alter your thinking well, at all? Well, honestly? Zach, I'm glad you got an offensive mind, but defense win championships. We always talk about That's offense, but we go back and look at the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. They, I mean, they Drew shot Holiday, a horrible percentage. Strip. 
Drew Holiday, and Giannis. I know he had 50 points, but he had 17 or 19 rebounds, and he had five blocks. Defense win championships, Zach, okay. not offense. But okay. do you know what's exciting? You know what's exciting? Is that we get to actually see it play out tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow the NBA season yeah. is back, and we will have so much more for you coming up right after this break. I'm excited. Oh. I'm so excited. It's going to be With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Coming up tomorrow on NBA Today, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver joins us live to share his hopes and fears for the league's 75th season. And we have actual games. How will the Kyrie-less Nets look in their season opener versus the defending champs? Plus, it was the summer of Giannis. Why the Bucks superstar is poised to repeat as NBA champion. We have real live games. Great, man. This is oh going to be God. fun. I'm so excited. Which game are you most excited to see, Zach? Uh, the one I'm going to be at, which is here in Los Ooh. Angeles. Lakers Warriors. I get to watch Steph and LeBron play basketball in person. Are you kidding? I'm so excited. And, like, fans. Real yeah. live fans yeah. in a full arena. Perk, which one for you? I'm going with the Bucks and Nets. I'm ready to see how the Bucks are going to, you know, get their work done on, on ring night. And Giannis said he's not done. I want to see the action. I kind of agree with you on that because I think this could be a really interesting rivalry in yeah. the Eastern Conference. Which game are you most excited about? Neither of those two. You know which game I'm most this excited about? No, it's Denver. It's not contrarian. It's Denver Phoenix. I get to go to my hometown and open up. Open up the NBA season. Open up the NBA this season in Phoenix. It was 100% a plug. Yeah, okay. so we no. can just pick any game on the schedule. You said he has something against them. You didn't said Denver wave you? No, 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 no. Yeah, I played the whole season. I played with Jokic, Jamal Murray. Those are my people. You know, it's fine. I got no issue. Richard is looking all the way ahead, Phoenix so I guess time. I have to let you do the same. Is there a team? Who's playing on Christmas? Team? I mean, I don't know. Let me let me do the, go through the whole side. Oh, you know game? Get play. yeah, I'm so Christmas. excited. I'm gonna do the Utah game there on Christmas. I'm excited about that one. So I know the fans are gonna be, you know, not ecstatic. Again, gonna... Richard making this segment about him. It's all about it's all <laughs> tell about us, That's tell literally us what, the name no, of tell, the segment. I mean, tell us what else you're doing. Oh, look, I got a lot of things going on. I don't want to talk about all that, but listen, you gotta move in silence sometimes, man. How about Knicks Hawks, Trey Young's first visit to MSG? I am really excited to see how that is going to play out. Fans in the garden. Behave yourself, fans. It's going to be chilly. Big Marcus Spears and Swag Goose say we got to go for Richard end up naked on the show. That means we really need to get out of here. But this is the NBA today, which means we will be here today. Believe you did it. Get it.